Hello, today is Friday, February the 26th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Gore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster. And Don't I'm... forget me, Dolores. Yes, I was about to mention you, Jeff. I'm joined today by my co-host, Jeffrey Guy. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning to everybody. So, Jeff, I'd like to remind you that it's, what is it, like 65 days till spring? No, less than that. To spring planting, you know, we're at the end of February, end of March, end of April, middle of April, we'll be putting in spring wheat. I hope you're right. No doubt about it. So, Jeff, the markets, uh, I see a little bit of red on our... uh... Oh, Our market prices here, but what happened this week? We had a tumultuous week in the markets. Tumultuous. That's Ooh, quite big, the word. <laughs> big word for me. So the markets were pretty strong early in the week. They were building off uh, the USDA egg outlook form from the previous week, uh, building off the numbers there and some still some reduced carryout stocks. But then uh, as the week went on, still no new export sales. China actually canceled some sales, uh, not a lot, but they make headlines when they cancel a few boats, and that's so they canceled both corn and soybeans. You know, Dad always says that he doesn't believe it until it's on the boat yeah. going to China. <laughs> Remember, the whole market trades on what China says it doesn't have to be reality. Yeah, it's they make an order. Yeah, it's say it's it's not confirmed till it's shipped, but uh, they really play the market. And uh, the export sales announcements out of the USDA came out that the previous week was really low, marketing year low for corn and wheat and mm-hmm. really low in soybeans also. Right. So Thursday, Friday, that red showed up in the markets. So it was almost seemed like panic this morning because mm-hmm. after a poor, poor day yesterday, prices were much lower today. Now one... So um, what's going on? Like well, our- are the fundamentals changing or what's causing the dip? Fundamentals haven't changed at all on supply demand. Carryout stock numbers still look tight for this year and next year. There's rain in Brazil slowing down their harvest, which was so funny this week. I read that they were still thought exports out of Brazil this February would, would match last year's. Mm-hmm. And March is going to be like record high. It's like 6 million tons in February, 13 in March or something. But... All the talk is how slow harvest is in Brazil because it's so wet. So I'm thinking, like, are the combines unloading right into the boats? It almost seems that way, <laughs> you know, for them to hit it. So the fundamentals haven't changed. Managed money, we've talked about many times that when yeah. they do liquidate, when they really see a, a reason to get out of this market, they'll liquidate fast yes, and will. prices will go down. So, like, this morning, Again, things looked terrible this morning. The whole board was red, and it they were down significantly. So, but it's kind of funny for the week when we take a bigger look at it. So, if we look at corn prices for the week, this, you know they were up about two dollars for the week. Soybean prices closed up like five dollars. Soybeans closed at five fifty three for new new crop soybeans. So that's up five dollars for the week, but. What was the high on the week this? Soybeans was 563 or 564. They 563, I think, soybeans went to. So they closed $10 off the high for the week, but they're still up for the week. So it's, you know, they're still positive in there. Uh, the wheat market was a little different. It pulled back a little bit over the week. 
But like spring wheat, uh, we bought some this week at two hundred ninety dollars a ton. We did. It closed at two eighty. You know, it's still down a little bit from last week. But you know, there were some great prices available this week, and uh, yeah, I think Dwight was getting writer's cramp on signing those contracts. He was, and congratulations to everyone that hit their target orders this week. Uh, a lot in there at uh, two hundred forty dollars on corn, five hundred sixty on soybeans, at two ninety on the wheat. Yep. You know, like those were numbers. Those were great numbers. So the, the fundamentals are still good. They, uh, you know, a little blip in the market here the last couple of days. Uh, so we saw this a couple of weeks ago where a dad made the comment that people are just, they're going to go home with a little bit of extra cash for the weekend. So is that what this is or? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> that's the positive side of it for sure. And, uh, if the market would have stayed down big time all day today, you know, like wheat was still down 10 cents or so, but the corn and soybean markets, old crop ended on the positive side, new crop just a slightly negative. If they would have stayed down in the double digits and double digits plus yep. in there, it would have been a different story. But they rallied back almost to get back to even. So I feel a lot more positive about it than... Uh, I think it's patience is a virtue this week and all us people need it today. So like say we lots of contracts during the week, yep. but not today, you know, something today, still, still great prices, but it's, let's not do the panic selling right now. And if anybody wants to talk about like the fundamentals in the market, you know, we hit upon them in our daily write up there on the website every day, but uh, anybody really wants to get into a in-depth talk or whatever, give us a call anytime. So. Anytime. So today we have a, a very special guest uh, that agreed to join us on our podcast. We're really excited to talk um, about... Extra special guest. Yes, all of our, our guests are extra special, that's true. Um, but we're really excited to talk about spring equipment. And uh, today we have Lyndon Convoy, uh, sales representative with Reese Equipment with us. Welcome, Lyndon. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. It's great to have you. It's great to have an equipment specialist with us today. Well, don't use the word specialist too heavy there. It's the, <laughs> I've been around it, but I wouldn't say I'm a specialist. <laughs> <laughs> All good. All good. So, Lyndon, we decided since spring is kind of uh, in the horizon, I think today you can smell it in the air. Uh, we, we figured we would focus on our, our spring equipment uh, this podcast. Maybe we'll have you back in the summer to talk about fall equipment. But uh, so um, I guess to start off with, what like what are you seeing out there? Like what's our go-to spring equipment? Like say for tillage, uh, for example, what is, what's the go-to? Well, it, it's really a mixed bag out there still. Uh, we're seeing a lot more emphasis on uh, vertical tillage, guys trying to get away with the one pass, uh, one and done. Um, it's working. Uh, Salford RTS has been by far our bread and butter lately. Uh, it seems that just everybody wants to go that way. Uh, it seems to be working. Um, yeah, I have really good luck with it. But uh, yeah, my go-to for... For spring tillage, if I had to pick one machine, would be the Salford RTS, depending on uh, depending on crop rotation and, and what the guy wants to see. So now with the uh, RTSs, Lyndon, because I've owned uh, a couple of them here through the years, and another make of uh, vertical tillage equipment too, 
are you like what changes are you seeing from the say the original RTSs? Are are people putting more discs on them or more coulters? Yeah, that's a good question. So the original RTX came out with a seven and a half inch spacing, um, and it wasn't heavy enough. So they did do their job. Don't get me wrong; they're great at sizing residue. They didn't bring up a lot of black dirt, but even the new ones don't bring up as much black dirt. But we've all gone to uh, this is generation two. We've gone to a five inch spacing. Uh, we've weighted the frames up way heavier, so we're getting some penetration and getting into that harder ground and. Maybe not making the dirt as black as most traditional guys want to see in the spring, but what we're doing underneath by cracking that soil using the using the heavy spring of the sulfur uh, is really is really making some differences. Um, I, I like to call the sulfur it's not so much a tillage tool as a residue management tool. Um, it will bury some fertilizer on some soybean stubble, but it it won't do a lot in corn stalks other than size and manage that residue a little bit easier for us to to go into a I hate to say it, but you're going into a no-till situation after running an RTS on corn-on-corn corn ground. And I think we saw that a lot this spring too, right? There was a lot of residue in the fields, and to get that penetration, it yeah, some guys suffered this year because of that. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it, it's it's really we've got to watch our rotations and how we follow up. And uh, I, I know there's all kinds of ways to skin a cat with tillage in the spring and there's some guys are going to argue that tillage isn't uh, isn't needed at all but uh, I think we've really got to uh, watch our watch our rotations and what we're going back in with if we know we're going to have that field or it's going to go back in the corn on corn and we can get in the fall and do something even if it is that vertical tillage pass just to get that uh, residue broke up and give it a chance to break down over the winter to give us a fighting shot in the spring to they get that ground warmed up and, and get a seed in a good spot. So, well, I think what you said in there, Lyndon, really hits the spot. It uh, spring tillage to me really depends on what happens in the fall. Mm-hmm. Did you get any tillage done in the fall? Did you plan on doing tillage? Did you get yeah. any done, or did you mud the field out, or did you run it up or not? And I, and I've seen a lot of success. I mean, we've had some falls that we can't get the fall tillage done, but if we can get out on that early corn ground and. Uh, and VT pass and, and just size that residue a little more, uh, get some dirt up on top of it, it makes a world of difference in the spring, uh, what, what we're working with. And maybe we can be a little bit more confident with that one pass to, to just to freshen the dirt in the spring. Uh, corn on corn is hard no matter what way you do it. It's As far as I'm concerned, if you're going to bring tillage into the fact you're going back to a full conventional, that you want to make it as black as you can in the fall to, to have a fighting chance in the spring. So. So if we move away a little bit from the RTS, and there's a lot of different styles of RTSs, I realize that too, with the yep. different types of colders on them. Uh, if somebody is more of a conventional tillage person, there's still lots of farmers out there doing it that way. Uh, does Case IH, do you guys offer anything in that line? Well, we go back to our tried and true, uh, our Tiger Mate cultivator. Um, it's... Nothing will make a field more level than a cultivator. Uh, they just work great. Um, but you're going to want to go ahead with a chisel plow ahead or, or a deep ripper in the fall to manage that residue. Like everything's going to come down to with tillage is, is getting that residue managed. Like we're seeing corn stalks like we've never seen before. In fact, they're I don't know if we can call them corn stalks or tree trunks now because uh, yeah, I, the last two springs that's been my fight is to, to deal with that corn residue. So. Uh, yeah, no, we, Case offers the, the Tiger Mate 200, and they've, they've come a long way. They've got a floating hitch now. Um, 
we, we we made a lot of improvements over the over the previous uh, the 200 series. So the 255 now is uh, is where we're at. Um, and Case has come out with some short discs along with Salford. So we uh, we have different. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to skin the cat. It's just how how many tools you want your toolbox to work with. That's that's the biggest thing. So mm -hmm. do you see any real trend there? Is there a little more tillage coming back into into crop farming in eastern Ontario? Yeah, I'm down here in the, the far east, and I would say I've probably seen the most fall tillage I've seen in years this year. Um, a lot of dirt got turned to, and made black, and I see that as being a trend going. A lot of we we moved a lot of machinery out, uh, new and used, to guys, and they're, they're making that dirt black. Uh, spring of twenty, we realized that some of that ground that got hit uh, fall of nineteen really had leaps and bounds of advances in the spring for uh, for this last past season so the nice thing well the nice thing bad thing about it is every year is different so yeah we'll, we'll, time will tell we're about 65 days plus or minus away from hitting the ground so we'll see what we're dealt with this year so uh, we've been talking about conventional and and maybe more tillage coming back but i think kind of the word on the street in the past like couple of years has been minimal tillage actually right so um i guess my question is were guys giving up yield with going with the minimal tillage or were they plant like were they setting their planters differently or yeah what are you seeing out um, there yeah i there's definitely potential to give up yield using minimal tillage and that's going to come back from the factor of, of, of residue like you're just not managing it but that can be combat it with the planter too if you got your planter set up with uh, road cleaners and, and we're trying to get that seed into that that clean band and that's uh that's where our, like anybody that's really going corn and corn even true no-till guys they got the they've got their planters dialed in with these road cleaners and they're they're just they're trying to move as much trash as they can to give the seed a fighting chance and, and yeah so as like i say giving up yield yeah, we've, we've there's definitely been some mistakes made. Uh, we're definitely learning from them, but uh, I think if it's managed properly with the proper rotation, um, I don't think you're giving up any yield with a vertical tip village or minimum tilt. Fair enough. So would your uh, so we talked a little bit about some you know your cultivator, some vertical tillage stuff. I think I did hear you say both uh, case and. Uh, Salford have some uh, some discs, straight discs out there now and that too. Uh, would uh, Reese have a good supply for people, for some farmers that haven't made their discs? They might be tempted to change some of their tillage practices for this this spring? Or Yeah, actually we have one of the first Salford uh, high-speed discs uh, from the factory. It will be around this spring for demos. We, we've, we've secured it. It's a 20-foot model. Uh, haven't run it much, but it takes horsepower. It's going to be 350 plus to pull it. So I'm trying to find a smaller unit too. Uh, Salford stuff, yeah, we keep all the uh, our uh, RTS lines in stock that we have, and they're small enough units that anybody can pull. Uh, they may be too small for your operation, but at least we can come out and show you what we do. So we we do demo. So any of our three stores, Renfrew, Winchester, St. Isidore, uh, we got guys confident to set the machines and uh, just give a, give you a representative call. We'll, we'll definitely come out to the field and uh, if they need it, I'll, I'll come out with them too and we'll make sure it works. But 
case side, yeah, we have uh, we have a couple new case cultivators in stock. Also, uh, there is the case company high speed disc around. Uh, don't know if it's going to be with us for the spring, but as of right now, it's still sitting in the yard. So, well, that sounds good. The uh, it's always it's nice as a farmer to be able to uh, try out some of the stuff, and I. I know in the past uh, I've had some RTS uh, demonstrations on my own farm. Uh, Dennis worked for you in Winchester. He's brought them out to even help me set set up my uh, other RTSs after I purchased them and that, which was uh, very handy. And you were saying about the floating uh, hitch sounds on what was what was the floating hitch on? That was your on our new two hundred and fifty five series uh, case IH cultivators, the Tiger Mates. Uh, so. Geez, that sure does sound uh, interesting. So, yeah, the, uh, yeah, no, because that's, uh, that's the one thing we got to watch, even with our uh, our tillage equipment we have in this toolbox right now, is we got to make sure our tools are running level. That's uh, that's going to be our biggest problem. And if we have a chance to spring when the snow goes, I uh, suggest guys take the time to just the level of the machine. Since after year stuff moves and wears, and uh, just make sure we're going into the ground level and. Uh, you'll see a world of difference with your machine. Are you seeing anything new on the planter side uh, this year? Uh, nothing really from us a little bit. We, uh, Case IH uh, updated their planter two, three springs ago, the new 2100 series, uh, with option to fully uh, put precision planting equipment on from factory. Last year I had a bit of experience with guys using Delta Force uh, on the row units. Uh, really impressed with what I've seen. Uh, we set the planter for two inches. The seed was at two inches, no matter if it was in muck or clay, or the planter was half and half in each way. It, it, it was two inches everything we dug. So that's that was a big game changer. I think uh, we're definitely seeing some big advancements, and it seems to be endless uh, options and planters. But uh, we're definitely seeing some stuff. Uh, I know with uh, Dwight's planter, we upgraded the closing wheels to a spike closing wheel on the case, the 1200 series unit and night and day difference. It went from a very aggravating experience in spring of 19 to a pleasant in spring of 20. So, um, yeah, no, we, we're seeing some advancements. There, there's all kinds of options. You can, you can read every night if you wanted to on, uh, on make a wish list on planner parts and <laughs> uh, still not know what you want to do the next day. It's, it's, but there is some really good stuff out there. So. Well, that's great to hear. So between yourself and other salespeople with uh, Reese, they'd be able to give some some farmers some help if they're looking for that. Yeah, and... yeah no, we're, uh, we're available to come out and take a look at your stuff and uh, definitely give you a hand or, or just tell you what we've seen. Um, we, do, we do have a pretty good customer base too that's got, uh, that doesn't mind being used as a reference. So uh, yeah, if you have any questions, give us a call. We can definitely get in touch and for for spring demos uh yeah we we try to plan ahead to make it work for everybody because we know we've only got that usually 10-day window so um if we if you're anywhere interested let me know or any of your representatives and we'll we'll try to line up and get stuff done for you well that sounds good i think uh you have any other questions dolores or no um i'll make sure to put your contact info in the description of the podcast Lyndon so if anyone does have any questions they can reach out to you and yeah I think we'd like to thank you for coming on Lyndon and the support your uh, the relationship that your company has had with uh, 
Yeah. With the Foster's Custom Farming here and Dwight through the past and your support that you guys have given our elevator through our customer day and last year in our thank you bag. I'm pretty sure there was one of those nice Case IH hats went out to everybody. Yeah. I think you were yeah. part of that yeah, last no. year. So. No problem, guys. I appreciate uh, the offer to be on them. And uh, like I say, I really enjoy working with you guys too. So uh, let's keep the relationship going. And uh, all the listeners out there, we're, uh, we're here to help you. So just uh, just reach out and we can we can build relationships with you as well. Sounds great, Lyndon. Thanks very much for coming on. And uh, I don't know, Dolores said it wouldn't be till later in the year, but I think we could get you back maybe even sometime in that busy spring season. You could tell us what you're seeing or whatever. So. <laughs> Yeah, that would well, be a good one. Do a, do a call in from the field or something. But yeah. We, we, try to keep, uh, we try to keep everything rolling in the spring. So, uh, yeah, no, it was a pleasure, guys. Sounds great. Thanks, thanks Lyndon. Thanks again. So, just wanted to say thank you to Lyndon for coming on today for the podcast. And, uh, yeah, hope everyone has a great weekend. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh, Dolores, I just thought of something we missed this week. We didn't have any music on this week. Oh, oh it's too late to sing now. We'll get something on there for next week. Send your your requests into the doors. Have a great time, everybody. I think Jeff's missing the karaoke bars, so. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye.